If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 5. It's always a great day when we get to gather with God's people in the house of the Lord. Revelation 5, and I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll and to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll And to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who is slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard the saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne. And to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. Our Lamb has conquered Our Lamb has overcome, and He is worthy. He is worthy to receive. He is worthy to receive the reward of His suffering. 
The message paraphrase reads, I looked again, I heard a company of angels around the throne, the animals and the elders. 10,000 times 10,000, their number, thousand after thousand after thousand in full song. The slain lamb is worthy. Take the power, the wealth, the wisdom, the strength. Take the honor, the glory, the blessing. Then I heard every creature in heaven and earth in the underworld and sea, join in all voices in all places, singing to the one on the throne, to the Lamb, the blessing, the honor, the glory, the strength for age after age after age. The Lamb is conquered, and the Lamb is worthy. The story goes, the Moravian mission to the West Indies. Two young Moravians heard of an island where there were scores of slaves. Scores of slaves toiling in the fields under the burning sun. Doomed to live and die without hearing of Christ. Two young Germans from the Moravian sect heard about their plight. They were willing to sell themselves into slavery for the standard price, if necessary, that they might preach the gospel of Christ to those bound in slavery. The Moravian community came to see the two lads off, who may never return again, having freely given themselves to a lifetime of service for the sake of the gospel, for the reward of the Lamb. Family members were emotional, weeping. Was their extreme sacrifice wise? Was it necessary? The housings had been cast off and were curled up on the pier as the ship slipped away with the tide and the gap widened. The young men linked arms, raised their hands, and shouted across the spreading gap, May the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering. This became the call of Moravian missions, and this is our only reason for being, that the lamb that was slain may receive the reward of his suffering. Amen. Their act inspired a wave of Moravian missionaries that greatly impacted the world. Worthy is the Lamb. May the Lamb that was slain receive the reward of His suffering, the full reward of His suffering. And though the exact details of the mission is debated, the account shows the spirit of a people the spirit of a people who in fact did set out and pine and plow in the earth that the lamb might receive the reward of his suffering. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy of sacrifice. Worthy of homage. Worthy of devotion. 
worthy of service, shall he not have his reward? The J.B. Phillips New Testament, I heard the voices of many angels encircling the throne. The living creatures and the elders, there were myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands crying in a great voice, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Then I heard the voice of everything created in heaven, upon the earth, under the earth, and upon the sea. And all that are in them saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. We may not receive a call like the two young Moravians. Yet the Spirit should be within us and upon us. A cry in our hearts and a desperation in our souls that the Lamb that was slain received the reward of His suffering. For worthy is the Lamb in our living and in our lives. How might we answer the text? How might you answer the text? What does he deserve for his sacrifice on the cross? If one were to ask you the question, if we were to ask the question, what does he deserve for his sacrifice? on the cross. The one who left his throne to rescue humanity. The one who took on the form of a servant, a slave. The one who lived a selfless and obedient life and died in the exact same manner. The one who fulfilled the Father's salvation plan. The one who Paid in blood for the souls of men. He deserves the reward of his suffering. He deserves the nations of the earth. Psalm 2, verses 7 and 8, I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. Revelation 7, verses 9 and 10, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. The Lamb is conquered. The Lamb is worthy to receive the reward of His suffering. A people from every nation people from this nation, 
all nations and tribes and races and languages. He died for all of humanity. He conquered for all of humanity. We must declare the history. We must proclaim the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is how we get involved that he might receive the reward of his suffering. Count Zinzendorf said these words, missions after all is simply this, every heart with Christ is a missionary. Every heart without Christ is a mission field. Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Acts 20.24, reading from the NLT, But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Tell the world of the good news. Tell them that our Lamb has conquered. Tell them in word and tell them in deed. That he might receive the reward of his suffering. Can we hear him today as the Father has sent me, so I send you? I wonder, are you willing to sell yourself into slavery that those bound might be reached with the gospel? No, not that type of slavery. Yet did not the Apostle Paul say, Romans 1, 1, from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for God's good news? Or how about 1 Corinthians seven twenty two? And remember, if you were a slave when the Lord called you, you are now free in the Lord. And if you were free when the Lord called you, you are now a slave of Christ. The Lamb is conquered, and He is worthy. How might we answer the text? He's worthy to receive the reward of His suffering. How might we answer the text? Remember these words that I've shared before. Paul often refers to himself as the prisoner of Jesus Christ, Ephesians 3.1. In Ephesians 4.1, he says that being a prisoner of the Lord is actually his vocation, his calling. He considered this God's gift of grace to him, Ephesians 4.7. Paul wrote to Timothy, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, 2 Timothy 1.8. Even into his old age, the apostle rejoiced in having been apprehended by the Lord and taken captive to his will. Being such and one as Paul the aged, 
and now or still also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Philemon 9. Paul could tell you the very hour that the Lord handcuffed him and took him captive. He was on the road to Damascus with letters in hand from the high priest, bound and determined to bring back Christians to Jerusalem. He was breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, Acts 9-1, full of hatred, bitterness, and anger in his misguided zeal for God. As he approached the city of Damascus, suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, Acts 9-3. He was struck completely blind that, that day by that light, which was Christ. Paul testified again and again how he had to be taken by the hand and led into Damascus, a helpless prisoner. He spent three days in an isolated room without sight, without eating anything. He'd been taken captive totally in spirit, soul, mind, and body. What happened in that room for three days? The Lord was handcuffing Saul and making him into Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ. In this vivid scene, Paul lets go of his independence and submits to Christ's yoke. He stretches forth his hands to Jesus to be handcuffed for life. You can almost hear his agonizing prayer. Oh Lord, I thought I was doing your will. How could I have been so blind? I've been going my way, doing whatever I thought was right. I can't trust my own thoughts. My prayer is, here, Jesus, take my hands and put your manacles on me. Take me prisoner to your will and lead me wherever you want me to go. Keep me handcuffed to your mighty right arm. The Lamb is so worthy, worthy to receive, worthy to receive the full reward of his suffering. 1 Corinthians 9, verses 19 to 22, although I am free from all and not anyone's slave, I have made myself a slave to everyone in order to win more people. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win Jews. To those under the law, like one under the law. Though I myself am not under the law, to win those under the law. To those who are without the law, like one without the law, though I am not without God's law, but under the law of Christ. To win those without the law. To the weak I became weak in order to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that I may by every means possible, by every possible means save some. Our Lamb has conquered. Let us gain for him the reward of his suffering. He deserves the saints. He deserves a glorious bride. The reward of his suffering. Ephesians 1.18, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. 
His inheritance in the saints, the amplified by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. And how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones. He deserves the saints. A glorious bride. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 2, For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. What does the Bible say? Ephesians 5, 27, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Revelation 19, verse 7, Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come. And his wife has made herself ready. How might we answer the text? The Lamb has conquered, and the Lamb is worthy, worthy to receive the reward of his suffering. He deserves to be first in all things, preeminent in all things. Philippians 2, verses 8 to 11, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and of those in heaven, and of those on the earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Preeminent in all things, preeminent in our lives, preeminent in our living. This is how we can fulfill the call. This is how we can honor his worth. This is how we can gain for him the reward of his suffering. By putting him first, living in that manner, in our lives and in our living, Christ Jesus, the lamb that was slain, the lamb that conquered for us, preeminent in all things. He deserves a church that is a holy witness in the earth. He deserves a church of prayer. A church of power. A church of authority. A church that praises and worships. A church that gathers a church that stands, a church that does not bend or compromise. He deserves a church that holds to the biblical standards of holiness, not tweaks them for a new generation.
He deserves a church of faith, a church of healing, a church of life. The church for which he died. We used to sing an old song, and one line went like this, the church he saw in his heart as he offered up his life. I wonder what he saw, what he had in mind. What kind of church he died for. Not what kind of church we want to have. but the reward of his suffering. You know, he deserves to receive what the text says he does. And I love that it's in the New Testament. The New King James Version, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. He's worthy to receive what the text says he is. This is the reward of his suffering. He's conquered, he's overcome. And he's worthy to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, Glory, blessing, power, worship, shall he not have his reward? How might we answer the text? He deserves that I live a life that exalts the Lamb, the reward of his suffering. What kind of a believer did he see in his heart as he hung on the cross and gave up his life? He's so worthy that I live a life that exalts the Lamb. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, I urge you, I urge you, That's really the language. I urge you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Though some view it extreme, it's rational. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Shall he not receive his reward? 
J.B. Phillips, New Testament, with eyes wide open to the mercies of God, I beg you, my brothers, my sisters, as an act of intelligent worship, to give him your bodies as a living sacrifice, consecrated to him and acceptable by him. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold, but let God remold your minds from within so that you may prove in practice that the plan of God for you is good meets all his demands and moves towards the goal of true maturity. Every day as we live, as we go about our living, lives that exalt the Lamb, lives that gain each and every day the reward of his suffering, lives that prove he is worthy to receive it, Lives that prove the reward of his suffering. A life that exalts the Lamb. A family that serves the Lamb. Every member of the family has a role to play in this gaining for the Lamb the reward of his suffering. A home that welcomes and blesses the Lamb. That he might receive the reward of his suffering. That he might receive what the text says. He will receive and has received and is receiving now. Think about it, church. We've received the full reward of his suffering. Shall he not have his reward? You've received the reward of his suffering. Beaten bloody for the sins of people. Took it all in silence. Mocked, spit on. A crown of thorns twisted. Placed on his head. A rod. Driving those thorns. Took the cross, nailed to the cross, gave up his life for you. You received, because of his grace and mercy and his sacrifice, the free gift of salvation, eternal life. You've received the full reward of his suffering. We have been rescued, we've been pardoned, we've been redeemed, we've been washed, cleansed, healed, set free, restored, and forgiven. What a miracle that we stand as His. For there was a day when Jesus boarded a ship and the housings were cast off and curled up on heaven's pier. And as the ship slipped away with the tide and the gap widened, the arms of salvation, the raised hands of redemption, and there was a shout across the spreading gap as the Son of God sold himself into slavery, taking on the form of a slave, that he might return to heaven's pier with the reward of his suffering. 
How might we answer the text? He's worthy. He's worthy to receive the full reward of his suffering. We have received the reward of his sufferings. Does he not deserve his? Does that lordship team return? Does he not deserve his? Is there any passion too extreme? Is there any sacrifice too costly? Is there any offering too extravagant? Is there any commitment too radical? Is there any devotion too hazardous? Is there any vow too foolish? You know, I wonder if you'd board the ship today and let the housings be cast off and curled up on the pier. And as the ship slips away with the tide and the gap widens, would you link arms with those with a heart for the Lamb and raise your hands with us and shout across the spreading gap? May the Lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering. See, our lives are answering the text. Each and every day as we live and go about our lives, go about our business, our lives are answering the text. The text says he's worthy to receive. He's worthy to receive. I don't know about you, but I, I want to at least try. <laughs> at least try. Try to gain for him the reward of his suffering. Not that I just take this grace for granted, though I'm thankful for it, and go about living life, forever on to live life, and caught up and being molded by the world, conformed to the world, counting all these other things as too extreme, like passion, let's put a cap on it, sacrifice, Lord. Remember the young rich ruler? Offering too extravagant. That's too extravagant. I feel you calling me to that. I feel the Holy Spirit is prodding me. Ah, in light of everything that's going on in life in the days yet, Lord, I can't do it. Commitment too radical. Devotion too hazardous. Vow too foolish. You know, the Moravian brethren were responsible for some of the most inspiring and sacrificial stories of mission history. 
They were led by a man named Count Zinzendorf. And he started a prayer meeting that lasted for more than 100 years, continuing around the clock without interruption. Many missionaries were sent out, and the count himself counted the cost. These are his words. Preach the gospel, die, and be forgotten. He said, I have one passion. It is he, only he. I am destined to proclaim the message unmindful of personal consequences to myself. Imagine if we all caught that spirit. I'm destined to gain for the Lamb the reward of His suffering, regardless, unmindful of the personal consequences to myself. He said, I have been bought at a great price. I will live every moment of this day so that the great purchaser of my soul will receive the full reward of his suffering. Are you restless to reward your Lord? Are you restless to gain for him? Are you restless to honor him and love him? Be passionate for him, to sacrifice for him, to hazard your life for him. Make vows and fulfill them. To commit to some things, to hold to some standards, to clean up life, to honor the house of the Lord, that he might have a glorious church, to pay with time, that there might be a next generation that serves the Lord. Are you not restless to reward your Lord? Wow. Man, Lord, I've received the full reward of your suffering. You so deserve yours. You so deserve yours. Our Lamb is conquered. Let us live to gain for him. I love this verse, Hebrews 11, verse 16. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Beautiful. Lord, I pray that you're not ashamed to be called my, my God. Let's stand today in the house of the Lord. You know, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, He did indeed leave heaven's shore. He came to give His life for humanity, for the one. Because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all need the grace of Jesus Christ. He paid for our lives with his blood. And whether we believe it or not today, it's the truth. It's true history that Jesus came and he lived and he died. That we might have life. 
Perhaps you've heard the story before, the message before in the history. And it's still alive today. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe on him should not perish but have everlasting and eternal life. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me, but by me. And today, the Lamb that has conquered welcomes you into a right relationship, welcomes you into a relationship that is only possible because he shed his blood, because he gave up his life. He was buried in a tomb, and three days later, he rose again. He is now ascended. He's seated in heavenly places. One day, he will return, the second coming of Jesus Christ. If you don't know him, begin today. And it begins with repentance, acknowledging and understanding that we do need a Savior, that we do need rescuing, that we need to be washed and cleansed, that we need to be saved from self, saved from a corrupt world, saved from the effects of sin. It's only, only by Jesus. And may we all be challenged today, those of us who do know him. May we all answer the text the way it should be answered. And gain for the Lamb the reward of his suffering. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.